Hey guys, let's just change gravity. Instead of things going down, let's go up. That's the, that's a ridiculous idea. On this episode, we're gonna look at the audacity and the ridiculousness of that statement. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey guys, welcome to Inverse. We have a special episode about the law of God being changed here. It's another this heavy episode, and it has a lot of implications to church, to spirituality, to last days today. We're going to start with prayer, and Callie, can you pray for us? Yes, for sure. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the gift of your word, and we ask that you would guide us by your Holy Spirit as we delve into this topic. Help us to understand it, and help us to love Jesus more because of it. We pray this in His name. Amen. 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 We'll start with Daniel chapter 7, 25. Daniel 7, Daniel is a book about the apocalypse, about only last day of events. Chapter 7 has a lot of stuff, a lot of information about the Antichrist. And verse 25 really gets into a main thing that he does. Siku, can you read verse 25 for us? Sure. It gets started. Daniel 7, 25. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time. Okay, we can, go, we can, we can really delve really into that passage for, for, that passage for the, all, the whole quarter as well. I mean, how many of you guys have seen these ridiculous last day event stuff about, uh, I saw one, people thought that Prince Charles was the Antichrist or that Oprah Winfrey was the Antichrist. And, it depends uh, on what's happening in the newspaper. For sure. People come yeah, up with all sure. kinds of crazy different people theories. Like Bill Cosby all the way from Ronald McDonald. I mean, it goes the whole gambit <laughs> Everyone. is the Antichrist. Right. And we have to be very careful. I mean, scripture gives actually very specific stuff. So we'll start here in verse verse 25 secret read for us it talks about the law here a bit that that this antichrist is trying to change the law so let's kind of um, zoom out a bit and and uh, Jared help us out with what's going on with this law thing what's going on yeah well I think it depends on I mean, there's a lot that we could say about the law but if we think of law as rules that that govern us that govern our relationships that govern how we understand morality um, as you mentioned, gover uh, uh, gravity rules that govern the universe. These are things that God uh, has ordained. He set up uh, these things, um, and they bring order to our lives, to our relationships. If I drop something, it's not going to float up or whatever. It allows us to fly airplanes and, and all these different things. So God establishes all different levels of different types of law. So the craziness is somebody steps into the scene of history mm -hmm. and attempts to change God's law. We know that it's not talking about man's laws here because we change our laws all, all the time, time yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, so we're talking about a, a specific yeah, Verse 25, attack on he's God's attacking law. the saints of the Most High and intends to change the times and the law and the implication of the Most High. These are God's mm -hmm. times and God's God. laws. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. And <laughs> I interrupted you. I, I, I was I was done. Maybe. Okay. So what's going on with God's law? Like why why is this Antichrist figure so anti anti law? 
uh, the law is much more bigger than... Well, I think if you, kind of what Jared was saying earlier, if you change the law, you change much more than an inscription on a piece of paper. Yeah. Uh, you're changing reality. You're changing how people interact with each other, how they interact with God himself, and how they live their lives in the worldview they have. So if you can change the very essence of how the world operates, you can change absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. So that's actually, if you're going to mess something up, that's kind of the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. We've spent a whole quarter on the book of Romans. For those of you out there who are, have been watching Inverse on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and on other places, other places like Twitter and, and, and yeah. Anyway, <laughs> if you've been watching, visit uh, inverse.hopetv.org. You can actually visit old quarters where we actually talk about, we have one on Galatians and one on Romans and a whole section on Romans 7 where mm -hmm. we actually get into the law. So it's kind of a nice precursor to, to this discussion. Yeah. Now the law, the function of the law is to bring us to understand that we need God's grace more. That's the only function of the law. We can't keep the law to be saved. The law tells us how bad we are. We but if you change the law, then so we don't really need God's grace. So there's, yeah, a, there's a huge functional difference there. And kind of I look at it as, you know, you have, you have a mirror, and the mirror tells me that I, I have pimples. Pimples, yeah, yeah. Sure. No one, no one knows, uh, yeah. No, not, not, the not makeup now. is covering it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have pimples, but I can't, the, so. the mirror can do nothing to save me of my pimples. I can't rub it on my face. I can't <laughs> smash my face on it. Um, it's, it, you need pimple cream to, or whatever it is to, to solve it. But if, if this mirror does not give me an accurate picture of who I am, it says you I have perfect skin, Justin. Yeah, then I don't, I don't, I can't solve this problem that we're at. Yeah, so you and, could, and here's, I think what's neat with the law, um, with God's law, yeah. in as much as when we look at God's law, it shows us where we're at fault. We know that we're sinners because we transgress the law. But before, before transgression of the law, we could look at that law and it said, you're good, mm -hmm. right? Because we were mirroring who God is. So mm -hmm. that, that law is a transcript. It, it gives us a picture of who God is. And to attempt to change God's law really is an attack on who God is. It's an mm -hmm. attack on God's character. Mm -hmm. you know, so, so the law, part of the importance of the law is it gives us a clear picture of who God is and God, what God is about, the things that God cares about. He cares about us not killing each other. He cares about because he wants to foster life, right? Mm -hmm. He cares about us not lying because he's a God of truth. So everything that you could say in going back into scripture, everything that you could say about the law, that it is just, it is holy, it is good. You can say about God, God is just, he is holy, mm -hmm. he is good. And so part of the importance of this law is it has to do with God himself. It's not just some abstract thing. In the this background. is a personal attack. It's a personal attack on God, on, God, on his mm -hmm. character. Mm -hmm. So let's actually look at verse 25 a little bit more in depth here. He says that this, this, this entity will speak pompous words against the Most High, persecute the saints, shall intend to change times and law. So what are we talking about here? Let's actually get very specific and let's identify what this change is of the Ten Commandments, which is the only one that's about time. Is Jared, you're nodding your head? Yeah, when we're looking at, at the Ten Commandment Law, um, there was a shift in thinking um, in about the, the third century, right, where um, uh, a certain power rose up there, and um, uh, this is actually in the old Roman Empire, and uh, Constantine wanting to unite his empire. There were some mm -hmm. political machinations that took place, and you have all these different factions. What happened is they kind of co-opted 
um, some of these um, ancient pagan holidays, days of worship, and infuse them with religious meaning to bring people, um, Christian meaning really, not just religious meaning, to bring different groups in the empire together. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and, and jump in here, in chapter 8 of Daniel, you see this, this entity that's kind of going out and it's conquering land. At some point, it actually goes up towards heaven, not literally, but there's a spiritual focus. And we know, at least in, term, in terms of history, that this is the Roman Empire. There was a secular component of the Roman Empire. And it gets into the religious Roman Empire, or yep. the Roman Catholic Empire, if you will. Catholic meaning not the actual denomination, but meaning the entire church at that time, which was which was ruled by Constantine. Yeah, just give you mm -hmm. more 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 legage there. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> yep. So anyway, so another so this <laughs> this uh, this this transformation, this change took place. Yes. And if you look at church history, you look at church documents. I have a catechism in my library where the church says, hey. We changed it. We, we transferred the solemnity from this day to this day. The only problem is Jesus in Matthew 5.17 says that mm. heaven and earth will never pass away, mm -hmm. right? Before my law passes away. It's, it's, it's eternal. It's immutable. Mm -hmm. It can't be changed. Certainly not by human uh, powers. And God himself says uh, in, in Malachi chapter 3, he says, I am God. I don't change, right? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So to think that somehow uh, humanity can have an effect on God's eternal law, that's why Daniel says these are pompous words that human beings in this religious power are speaking against the eternal God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in history, a certain change has taken place where God's day, which was traditionally on, on the seventh day, not traditionally, but because Bib God has biblically. said it, on biblically, on the <laughs> seventh day, and then has been changed to the first day, Sunday, in memory, memorial, memory of Jesus' resurrection. Mm -hmm. At least that was the religious justification yeah. for it. And now traditionally kept a Sunday through a lot of denominations mm -hmm. out there. And you know, uh, I was, I was just going to say on, Jared, yeah. on, this, on this change, a friend of mine, I remember when I, when I was in college, mm -hmm. um, I had, had these two friends of mine, and, and we were having a conversation, and one friend was asking me, "How? why do you go to church on Saturday? You mm -hmm. know, like, what's the... And, and I said, well, because I keep the Bible Sabbath. And she said, no, Sabbath is on Sunday, mm -hmm. on the first day of the week. And we, we kind of went back and forth. I was like, no, Sabbath is on the seventh day. The Bible says so. And thankfully, a, another friend of ours, a third party, was present. And she said, and they were of the same religious background. And she said, no, Saturday, the Sabbath in the Bible is on Saturday, but the church in, his, in history changed the Sabbath onto Sunday to commemorate the resurrection of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so this friend who was having a back and forth with actually did not know that that was the justification that the, that mm -hmm. the church had given back then, you know, mm -hmm. for changing the day. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I was just saying to say that there are people who actually don't even realize that the change happened because somebody decided mm -hmm. that humans, people just sat down and decided that we are going to change mm -hmm. the solemnity that God had placed on the seventh day and we're going to switch it to mm -hmm. a different day, a first day, to commemorate something, to justify so, commemorating something Let me, let me something play else. the advocate. So what's wrong with that? I mean, hey, Jesus did resurrect and, and Jesus is Jesus. So what's, why can't we do that? <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean, everyone's going to church on Saturday, like everyone on is. Sunday. <laughs> or, or on Sunday. I think one of the main points <laughs> is the fact that it is the law of God. Yes. It's one of the ten 
commandments. But isn't that a Jewish thing? Like they just Moses popped up and the. So we, it's okay if we commit adultery now and we kill people and we steal things. Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. Yeah. So and back I to my think, original point. <laughs> and I think even even more than just saying, um, I'm actually turning to my Bible now to um, the fourth command, which talks about the Sabbath, right? Yes. In in the the fourth. Where commandment, are you at? Where are you at the Bible? Exodus, Exodus chapter twenty. Exodus twenty. Starting in verse eight. Verse eight. And it it go it says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. And it describes who should not be working, you, the people under your house. Well, finish reading that verse out there. Okay, all right. Um, (laughs) Trying to be efficient here. You or your son or your daughter, your male male servant or your female servant, your cattle, your stranger who is within your gates. For in, now here's the big because. Mm -hmm. Well, hold that thought. Hold that thought. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to come back after the break, and you're, you're holding your breaths. Jared's going to explain the fourth commandment. Come back after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. Jared has been holding his breath and reading this uh, Bible verse. So keep reading. Uh, for in six days, we're in Exodus chapter 20, verse 11. Yeah, that's right. So we just we just read the fourth commandment here, and it says, For or because in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. The reason... For obedience to God, right? Or in God's authority, not just in this commandment, but in all of the Ten Commandment moral law, is because God is the creator. Mm. So you read, you know, don't make any carved images. Well, who says so? Don't, don't cheat on your husband or your wife. And honor your father and mother. And don't kill people. Who says so? The, the only real authority in the Ten Commandments of who says so and why is in the Fourth Commandment. That's precisely the one that was changed. So when you change that, it's not necessarily just a day of, 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 of what day you worship on. A person can, can worship really on, on any day. And I hope that we're always, you know, always praise worship, God, right? God, yeah. but, but the reality is striking at the very foundation of God's authority mm. and that's serious business. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love uh, the emphasis that you placed in verse 11 for in six days the Lord made I mean the basis is that he's creator and the fact that he's created all of us he has the right to say this Absolutely. Mm-hmm. later on I think it's Deuteronomy 4 or Deuteronomy 6 I forget but there were the second part of second, Deuteronomy 6 where the Ten Commandments is repeated again mm-hmm. but in oh, this um, is it Deuteronomy well, look, look it up there and look at yeah. it's the five. second part is that five. Deuteronomy Five, mm-hmm. where it talks about not him being the creator, but now he's being the, the redeemer. Mm-hmm. So he has dual rights over us. He created us. I and created us. you, and I saved you. Yep. And yeah. so Sabbath becomes this day of creation, but also this day of redemption. Mm. That God's grace, God's power is so awesome that a whole day is dedicated. So it's mm. beyond being a Jewish day. It's mm-hmm. beyond just one day of a week where we take a day off. It's a commemoration of God's grace. Mm-hmm. And we, 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 that's being changed. So there's something big at stake. Mm-hmm. Um, so at stake. Let's go to... Oh, CQ. I just wanted to say about the, about the Sabbath commandment too. Yes. You could argue for, especially the, the commandments after that, the next six, you could argue for uh, a logical reason why 
you should keep the, the rest of the six. Like adultery, you murder, know, yeah, and lying. Yeah, those are yeah. common, rational, rational makes sense. yeah. Yes. Don't do bad things. Don't yeah, do those. you know, don't, and it makes sense. You know, if you kill somebody, maybe they'll kill you and then you're dead. And then, so don't kill somebody <laughs> so they don't kill you, you know, etc. Yeah. But, but for this commandment, um, it's, it's, it's solely on the authority of I am God. And he says that, that you do this because, because I created you, you know, and if we were to honor God, if like if if somebody says that they love me, um, if my husband says that he loves me, it's fine when he does things that are nice, but they kind of benefit him too. You know, it's kind of, yeah, I cooked dinner for us because I love you, but you're gonna eat dinner too. You mm -hmm. know, but it means so much more when it's like, you know what? This is just out of love for you. Like there's no quote rational explanation other than out of love for you. And the Sabbath observance. There are blessings that come with it, but the commandment itself, it kind of stands alone in the way that it's structured. It's kind of arbitrary, kind of random, and it's only placed in the person of God. Right, and, and a, a lot of the arguments against the Sabbath commandment is it's arbitrary. Well, yes, it is. Well, it seems so. But it's God's arbitrary. It's kind of like it's just know, a random tree in the middle of the garden. Don't You can eat everything Precisely. else, just don't eat that. Why? Why? What's the big deal? Just because I said so, mm -hmm. yeah, as a test. Yeah, okay. Cal, you have insights on, on, on Exodus 20 there? <laughs> what Siku said. <laughs> so you're, still, you're still there. You're yeah, still something about that. It's just, yeah, the, the uniqueness there, because everything else you can, as Siku was saying, prescribe to different cultures. Like everyone knows you shouldn't kill, you shouldn't commit adultery, and you can argue for those things. Mm -hmm. But a day, and that's even separate, it's not even doing, it's like actually entering it into time. Mm -hmm. So it's even a completely different kind of commandment. It's, mm -hmm. There's something that happens every single week, no matter where you are, no matter what culture you're in, no matter what you're doing, no matter what people do to you, this is time that you set apart just for God, just for have this connection with Him. And so that's an even more of a test of allegiance because it goes beyond what you say or what you hold yourself, but it, like it's your whole body entering into this kind of time. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's something we can't escape. It's, it's, yeah. it's there. Sabbath is always experience. there to be observed every single week. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, that's, that, uh, you know, when you said that, it just made me think about you know, the different love languages that we have. And, and the Sabbath, you know, as a, as a love language, like you're, yeah, it's quality time. time with God. But it's not just quality time, but it's also, um, it's, it's your, a gift of time because I could be working and instead of making money, I'm going to give this time to God. Like it's mm -hmm. a gift that you give. It's, it's, it's a physical time that you spend with God because you're not doing stuff. Like the Sabbath as a show of, of the love that we have for God, you know, and because of the way that he has loved us. And so to attempt to change the significance of that time is really to strike at the heart of a relationship mm -hmm. with the God who has asked you to keep the Sabbath. He's yeah. saying, you know what? It's not important. You know, it's not yeah. such a big deal to him whether you keep the Sabbath or not. Meanwhile, God has said, yes, it matters to me. So you're yeah. saying, you're giving insights into the Antichrist that he knows exactly what he's attacking here. Mm -hmm. He's attacking this, this, this crucial point where the Lord actually places his identity and, and, and authority yeah. on this earth on, and, he, and that's the core of, of, of this. Because if we agree with the Antichrist and say it doesn't matter, yes. we're telling God your commandments don't matter. Yes, yeah. James 2, yeah, you mm -hmm. don't keep one of my commandments, you're not really keeping all of my commandments. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, okay. Let's go to John chapter 20, and I can play the advocate. 
And you guys have kind of already bashed my argument. I can't really have nothing much to say. But there's a lot of people out there who still keep Sunday, yes? They, yeah. they still say it's a day, and then the Bible says it's okay to, to go to church on Sunday. Go to John 20, verse 19. Um, I'll read there, verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, Sunday, and the doors were shut where the, the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands, his side, and then the disciples were glad when he saw the Lord. For Jesus said to them again, Peace be to you. As the Lord, as the Father has sent me, excuse me, I also send you. And he breathes on them and the Holy Spirit comes. This is a spiritual, awesome encounter, a theophany, right. if you will. It happened on Sunday. Hey, we should go to church on Sunday. So I think, um, to Siku's point earlier really quick, is the fact that many people don't really know why they go to church on Sunday. Just everyone always does it, and it makes sense. Like, if it's not hurting anyone, then why would you even look into it? So it mm -hmm. makes sense. But, you know, look at these verses of this being a defense. Is It's an issue of how do we inter interpret the Bible. Mm -hmm. So I'd, I'd ask someone, where does this say in these verses that the Sabbath was changed? Like, why can't, so Jesus can't hang out with people on Sunday? Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. has to be the Sabbath? So I think it's just, it is. So we can still have experiences with God yeah, on Sunday? Yeah, we can still have experience. We have experience with God's on really Tuesdays. We're really not seeing anything, you know, yeah, Tuesdays. So we can. <laughs> we, we can experience Jesus on Tuesdays. Amen. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Um, but so this idea of, now I know what it's like personally to look at a verse and be like, this is what I think it is, but then I, I can't really find it there. But it's like, but that's, it's still what it means to me in my heart. And like, I respect, like that, that makes sense. Yes. But at the end of the day, we have to take our own mental ideas and subject them to the Word of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there is an evidence here in the verses to say that it's the Sabbath. Okay. Okay. Shot there's, down. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. There's, I mean, if, if, let's look at like the broad strokes. Okay. okay? Um, Sabbath was kept in Eden before sin ever came into the picture. Okay. Before sin, before Jews, before church, before anything. Before anything. And if, then you have this legacy of Sabbath rest all throughout the Old Testament. Yes. You have the New Testament, okay? Luke chapter 4, uh, starting in verse 14, where Jesus, the Bible says, goes into Luke the synagogue four, 14. on the Luke. Sabbath, right? We're going there yes. now. Jesus ruffled a lot of people's feathers, okay? Mm -hmm. If he was going to make a change, here would be a prime time for him to do it, all right? But he doesn't do that, all right? Um, he lives his perfect life. He dies his sacrificial death, okay? In the tomb... Okay, and, and some people say, well, how do you know? Um, how do you know Saturday is the Sabbath? It's very simple. Like, if you go to the end of Luke 23, Jesus, Jesus dies at the end of Luke 23. The Bible says that uh, in verse 55, that the women who had come with him from Galilee followed after they observed the tomb and how his body was laid, and they returned and prayed, prayed spices and fragrant oils, and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. Jesus dies on Friday. His, his followers rest on the Sabbath. And the next day, his most loyal followers, if after his death, they would have, they would have they they kept knew, Sunday if he yeah. talked about it. They, yeah, they knew didn't. that Jesus yes. would have wanted them to do this. Yes. So then Jesus resurrects in, in, in Luke 24, verse 1. So you have this very clear sequence. Mm -hmm. the, the day Jesus died, we still call this, you know, uh, good, good, good Friday, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Holy Saturday, and, Easter and then Sunday. Easter Sunday. Mm -hmm. Here's here is the progression, and Jesus resurrects. He so, kept the Sabbath while while in the tomb, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So then the question comes: 
where is where is the change? Mm-hmm. Um, we can go to, and I don't mean to, to monopolize this, but let's go to, to Acts chapter uh, 13. Acts, Acts 13. Acts 13. Yep, it's good. Your monopoly is good. Keep going. All right. <laughs> let's, let's look at this. Because what did the disciples do, right? 13, uh, where are we? 13, verse 14. 13, 13, 14. 13, 14. Yes, sir. When they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch and Pisidia. This is uh, Paul and the crew. And, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath, and they sat down. Well, you say, of, of, of course they did. But... Um, <laughs> Verse 15, they're reading the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. The rule of the synagogue sent to them, saying, Men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say, I mean, they're actually in the middle of worship there. They're having worship. Now, let's jump to verse 42. Okay, because some people will say, well, this is only this is only Jewish worship. This is not for the Gentile believers. Yes. Verse 42 says, when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged these words be might might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Mm -hmm. What Paul didn't say was, listen, come back here tomorrow. Because that's why and we worship. worship on the Lord's Day. Yeah. Listen, now yeah. when they, the congregation had broken up, many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. And on the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together. There are so many Sabbaths being kept by the early church. It's, I would say, in, in, in humility, and I don't, I don't mean this to, to be uh, offensive to anyone, but... There's absolutely no foundation for the Sunday worship service in in Scripture, and I think a lot of that comes because of the, the change happened so long ago. You know, we don't always take time to count and look at the calendar and look at the commandment and look at it. It's just kind of something that's taken. We absorbed it through this. I think part of yeah. I think part of the resistance though is also connected to I don't want to act like keeping Sabbath is going to save me. Like, mm. keeping the law is going to save me. For sure. You know, and so it's not that important as long as I have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. right? Um, what day I keep doesn't matter as long as I have a relationship with God. And the sad thing and the, 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 the frustrating thing about that deception is that it actually takes away from your relationship with God. Mm. God has said, I want to spend an entire day with you, a day that is committed to this relationship. Mm-hmm. And the the deception in it is because I don't want because I don't want to neglect my relationship, I'm going to neglect this thing that is important to the relationship. And so it actually undermines the very thing that we're yeah. trying to uphold. We see throughout scripture that the Bible places a lot of emphasis on the seventh day Sabbath. And there's an antichrist figure that changes the special relationship that God wants to have with his people. We cannot keep the Sabbath by our own strength. Mm. This is the day of grace, and we need God's grace to help us keep this day of Amen. grace. It's my prayer, prayer for everyone here at this table. Hopefully that's your prayer. Thanks for joining our discussion on Inverse. God bless you guys. We'll see you next episode. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.